heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM, Catholic Radio. Good afternoon. This is Healing the Whole Person, and I am your host this afternoon. My name is Susie McGinn, and I'm joined by Angela Tomlinson and Ann Oakley. We have a wonderful show for you today that I think is really going to touch your hearts and minds and souls. Something very, our subject is going to be something that's very familiar to you and very close to you, especially as worshiping Catholics. Now, this afternoon, our very special guest uh, is Michael McCormack. Michael J. McCormack is a lay Catholic who writes and teaches about the glories of the Catholic faith in an effort to demonstrate its beauty and its power at transforming our lives into ones that are lived according to the awe-inspiring plans that God has for each one of us. He is the father of six children and grandfather to six. He works as a computer network engineer, specializing in cybersecurity solutions to protect our nation's critical infrastructure. And so welcome, Michael. Uh, We're very, very excited to hear what you're going to have for us this afternoon, and we welcome you to WSFI and healing it's, the whole it's, person. It's, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. Um, so now uh, I think that uh, the, the thing we want to focus on this afternoon is something very close to your heart, and that is a booklet, that a pamphlet that you created called Perfect Sense, a common right. sense explanation of why each of us needs to attend Mass on Sundays and Holy Days. So uh, I have read a little bit about the background and the story behind the pamphlet, and I found it most interesting, and I'm sure our listeners will as well. So could you uh, give us a little background on how this all came about? Sure. So um, I went through um, 12 years of Catholic education, and um, uh, when I was in college, I guess I was about 19 years old, we had uh, a, a good priest friend of the family that happened to be visiting. And um, he said, well, you've been through 12 years of Catholic education. You should know something about your faith. And um, and so he said, would you mind if I asked you a series of questions? You know, and of course, you know, you get a little nervous. And I said, sure, you know. And his first question was, explain to me why you need to attend Mass on Sundays. And of course, I immediately went to you know, the commandment, and then the, and then the, the church's, uh, and church makes it an obligation. He says, no, 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 that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you to explain the logic to me. Explain to me what benefit it has for you to attend Mass. And I couldn't answer the question. Um, I'm sure so a lot I, of us would have been in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, so, so I was a little intimidated. So, I, um, so then he... Um, and then he said to me, he explained, um, he gave me an explanation that I'd never heard before. Um, he, I remember him being a little frustrated because he was, because I had been through 12 years of Catholic education, and yet I couldn't answer this most basic question. And so he told me to listen up, and he, and he gave me an explanation that I'd never heard. And, and this is the explanation 
that was, was put into this pamphlet. After I heard it, it was the first time in my life that it ever made sense to me. And, and I told him that most of my generation is in the same boat. Um, they had never heard an explanation like that before either. And, um, and so it kind of started there, and it was such an eye-opener for me. He wound up passing away within a year, but uh, I, I was soon married afterwards, and our children was going to CCD. And, and I thought that that was a perfect opportunity for me to teach other children what I had learned. And so I began to do that, exactly what he taught me. Oh, that is really exciting. You know, when you said uh, several in my own generation wouldn't be able to answer that question either, not only your generation, Michael, but mine, and I am almost 79 years old. So there are a lot of people in throughout the ages, from very young to very old in the church, that were in the same boat you were in and not able to understand um, this, the experience and the depth and the richness and the gift of prayer that the Mass is for us. So um, right. now, right. Uh, so how, how did this lead to writing this down? I mean, how did you formulate all this into this uh, very understandable pamphlet? So it's, it's a very, it's an interesting story. So I, I began teaching CCD, and I began teaching exactly what he taught me. And uh, it was all, I always taught the confirmation candidates. Um, and they always said the same thing to me. Why hasn't anyone told me this before? Because for the first time in their lives, it made sense. And so I was teaching that for probably about 10 to 15 years. And then I, I literally had a very supernatural experience. Um, after, uh, right about the mid to late 90s, uh, after receiving communion on several consecutive Sundays, it was very, very clear. There was, there was a prompting in my head that wasn't mine, and it said, write down what you were taught. Write down what you were taught. It happened every week. And, and I, was, I was, was, was content in procrastinating. And, and so this went on for a long time, and, and it went several months, actually. And I was not writing it down. And this is a perfect example for anyone out there, that if God is trying to tell you to do something, and, and you're not quite doing exactly what he wants, he will make it clear. Because what happened was, after a few months, I was at a neighboring parish where there was a, 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 a priest that was giving a lecture. I had never met him before. And he was hearing confessions, and so I went to con confession with him. And as I was about to leave, he said, wait, hold on a minute. He said to me, are you aware that God is waiting on you for something? Oh, my. I almost, <laughs> I almost fell off the kneeler, because yeah. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. And I said, excuse me, Father? He said, God is pointing at you for something. Are you aware of this? And I said, sheepishly, yes. He said, well, what is it he wants you to do? I said, he wants me to write something down. And he said, well, you should do it, <laughs> you know. Yes. And, he, and he, he advised me. He said, listen, when God tells you to do something, don't put it off. Do it right away. But I, it, it, can you imagine, though, being in the confessional and hearing that? I almost, as I said, I almost fell off the kneeler. Right. You know, I'd so like I to, immediately um, went home and started to write it down, yeah. Sure. You know, I just want to go back for just a minute, and then we're going to go on to the, the heart of this message. But um, something that uh, really touched me, because it's something that's very important in my life, too, was that your personal witness, it was your, your personal experience and the challenge that priest gave you that to that encounter with him that moved you 
to really dig deep, not only to just listen to what he said, but to understand it for yourself. So much so that you could bring it to all of us as well. And that is, I think, so important. So many of us have had personal experiences. And don't you love it when somebody in a, a priest or a, a lecturer shares from their personal experience? You listen. You say, I want to hear about them. Tell me yeah. your story. And that's what we're hearing today. And I think this is very exciting and encouraging to all of us who've had personal experiences in our faith that we want to share with others. So this is, um, so you know, why, just tell me, Michael, why do you think there's been such a falling away from attendance at Sunday Mass? It's profound. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, and I think... I know exactly why, um, and, and, it's, and it's a very simple explanation. It's because people have not heard, have not heard uh, this, this very simple explanation. They, they do not understand, or we do not understand, the very basics, the very nuts and bolts of how the Mass fits together and how it fits right in with the entire Christian message. And so that was really what is missing. I, it was missing in my life, and I know that it's missing in, in, in generations. Uh, and the generations that followed. Um, St. Paul in Romans, uh, he talks about how faith comes through hearing. And if you're not hearing uh, the truth, if it's not making sense to you, if the, if, if the logic is not there, then you're not going to fully comprehend it. And, and I know that that's what has happened. People have not, um, do not understand the great benefit it has for them, and that's why they're not there. If they understood the benefit, they would be there. Right. And that's and, really what's missing. It's those and, uh, basics, those nuts and bolts. Hearing, the other half of that verse, faith comes from hearing, and hearing comes from the Word of God. And yeah. that's what the Mass is based on, is the, the very Word and all the happenings, in the, not only in the Old Testament, of course, but the New. So um, how did you relate that in your booklet, or pamphlet? Well, I'm that's, sorry. and that's really, so, so, so what I, so what I, what I was able to determine very quickly was that there's a missing ingredient that most people don't get, and, and that is really at the foundation of what the pamphlet is. And it has to do uh, with, uh, with justice. So if we go back to uh, hearing the story about Adam and Eve, we mm -hmm. understand that Adam and Eve um, committed the first sin. Everybody knows that, and that's called original sin. Sure. Uh, but if Adam and Eve committed the first sin, then that means that God must have created them without sin. And if they were created without sin, then they were created as perfect human beings. So through their own free will, they chose to offend God. They committed that sin, but what it did was, it took that perfect human nature that they had and made it imperfect. And that caused a really, really big problem. And most people would say, well, why couldn't God just, just um, return Adam and Eve to their former state of perfection? But, it, but that's a big problem. And it's a big problem because of this whole question of justice. And that's the ingredient, that's the part that most people miss. So if we, if we went onto the street and we asked 100 people to tell us something about God, um, they would say, God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, all-merciful, all-perfect. All of those things are true. But almost no one would say, God is all-justice, and yet this is the, at the very foundation of the Christian message. And so the fact that God is all-justice means that where there's an offense, there must be reparation for that offense. And, we right, are, and, yeah. and everybody understands that, because it's, it's part of our, our, our own justice system here in this world. 
Right. And that's the ingredient that, that's missing. So if we expand on that and we look at what it is that happened with Adam and Eve, we know that justice, uh, in order to make the proper reparation, you have to offer something that equals the offense. But in the case of Adam and Eve, what they lost was their perfection. So therefore, justice tells us that in order to get that back, you have to order, you have to offer something perfect. But because they are now flawed by sin, and all the generations that followed are flawed by sin, the human race has nothing perfect to offer, and that creates this big problem, right? So we were created to dwell with God, but now because of sin, we are separated from Him and have nothing sufficient to offer to repair what was lost. So this is a big problem. So there has to be perfect reparation, and the reparation has to come from the human race, because right. Adam and Eve were human. So I think, um, And so we would say to ourselves, well, how do we solve this problem? Right? This is a big problem. Right. And, you know, I think it's three times in Genesis, God tells us uh, through uh, uh, the scriptures there that he made us in his image and likeness. And what that means, too, is that we're spirit, and God is spirit. He made us for relationship, and he made us out of love. And if that's missing, that relationship, which is what happened, Adam and Eve cut themselves off, like you said then what, what can reconnect us, the human race, with the, into that relationship with God, which is all he right. wants? Yes. Right. And, so, and, that's, and that's really the beauty of the story, right? So because God is all justice, reparation must be made, and the right reparation must be made from the human race. But he's also all loving. So what does he do? Yes. Yes. God solves the problem for us. And this is really the key. So what does he do? He sends the second person of the Blessed Trinity, his only beloved son, Jesus, into the world to be born of Mary. And what does Jesus do? He offers himself on the cross at Calvary as reparation for sin. And so then we have to ask ourselves, does this solve the problem? The answer is yes. And when we ask why, it's because this solves the problem because Jesus is true God and true man. Amen. Being God, he is perfect being born of Mary, he is human. So his sacrifice on the cross comes from the human race and is a perfect sacrifice. Problem solved. Problem solved. Yes. Um, right. So let's, let's go back now and uh, kind of put this all together from uh, some happenings in the Old Testament that prepared the people to um, anticipate this Savior that came. Uh, they had to wait a few years, to say the least. Uh, but yeah. And then how he uh, satisfied those needs and fulfilled all those promises and all those covenants that were uh, took place in the Old Testament. Can we go back a little bit, uh, Michael? Sure. Sure. So, I mean, and the foundations of all of this was, was, was placed in the Old Testament. And to me, the most important part uh, to understand about the Old Testament is um, is the part that that leads up um, to the Passover. Yes, because right because because in the Passover, as we know, Moses is sent back to Egypt, and then there's a series of ten plagues, and God specifically tells um, Moses um, that uh, that that the plagues are going to come, and that in in preparation for the tenth plague, as we know, which is the plague of death. Um, Moses is specifically told by God to prepare a lamb. 
and the lamb must be slaughtered, and the blood must be put on the homes of each of the Israelites, and and the, the, the flesh of the lamb must be roasted, and everyone in that home must eat the flesh of the lamb in order to protect themselves from the plague of death that's coming. And if you look at the, the foundation that is put there um, in the Old Testament with the Passover, there are, there are perfect parallels that come forward, which we, which we celebrate in the Mass. Yes. The, the, it, it comes com- completely forward. So the Passover is, is, is really a perfect uh, foundation, the blueprint, really, um, for what Jesus was going to do. Because recall that when Jesus was in the upper room, he was celebrating the Seder meal we, of the Passover. Right, right. So all of the Passover, all of that, that blueprint was now coming forward and was being transformed by Jesus in the upper room. And, and, and when you look at those parallels and you look at those foundations that were put in place, it, it, we should marvel at it because it is amazing. And, and that's why it's so important even today to understand the Old Testament because it is, it is very valid for us so that we can see the connections that are all the way back to the beginning that God put the foundations in place for his son to come into the world and to offer himself on the cross and that all of this was done for us. But then when we attend Mass, we plug into all of that. It's, oh, it's so rich and so beautiful. And you know, uh, someone said once uh, that I'll never forget uh, regarding the, the, when they were, the Israelites were putting the blood of the lamb on the doorposts of their house and the lintel. We do the same thing. We put the blood of our Lord on the doorposts of our hearts. And yeah, when, that's when, right. And uh, we, and then we receive him as they consumed that lamb, and that lamb had to be completely consumed. If it wasn't, yeah. it had to be burned beyond recognition. But they were to eat every single bit of it, just as when we partake in the Eucharist, we consume right. every bit of the Lamb of God. What what right. a gift that in is! In the in the in the pamphlet. Um, I, I try and make those exact connections. I'll just read that part to you because it's so important. Sure. So if we look at the very first Passover, as you said, each Israelite family gathered under the one roof of each household to offer to God the sacrifice of a year-old male lamb without blemish, covered the two doorposts and the lintel of their homes with its blood, roasted its flesh, and shared in the sacrifice by receiving the flesh of the lamb so that when the plague of death came to their door, it would pass over their home, they would be freed from the slavery of the Egyptians and taken to the promised land. So too we then gather under one roof to represent the once for all perfect sacrifice of the Lamb of God, Jesus, to God the Father, share in his sacrifice by receiving him, body, blood, soul, and divinity, thus covering ourselves with his precious blood so that when death comes to us, it will pass over us. We are freed from the slavery of sin and taken to the promised land of heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Do you uh, hear that music, uh, Michael? Uh, we're yes, going to take I a short that. break, and we'll be right back with this exciting message. Thank you. The Catechism of the Catholic Church states that Lent is a time particularly appropriate for spiritual exercise, voluntary self-denial such as fasting and almsgiving, and fraternal sharing. 
which includes charitable and missionary works. If you decided on what you're going to do for Lent, that's great. If not, please consider a Lenten gift to help WSFI share our Catholic faith. Gifts can be made online at wsfiradio.org or by calling 224-206-8455. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hi, this is Sister Beth Ann Dillon from the Daughters of St. Mary of Providence in Chicago. Catholic Radio Today is so important for young people and families to hear the Word of God expressed, to give them food for thought, and to help them bring the Word of God in a loving way as we are all called to be evangelizers in the faith. So listen to WSFI Antioch 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Welcome back. This is Healing the Whole Person, WSFI 88.5 Antioch, Illinois. And our special guest today is Michael McCormack. He's written this most beautiful pamphlet from his heart regarding the sacrifice of the Mass, which we all love. But uh, we love it even more so after hearing his teaching and possibly making ourselves available to this, uh, this pamphlet, which uh, he will tell us later how we can receive these. Uh, but we were just talking about how the Passover of the uh, Lamb in Israel and how the people were protected from the angel of death because of the blood of the lamb and how they partook of the lamb, how that prefigures the holy sacrifice of the mass. And so I I was thinking uh, during the break, Michael, could we talk a little bit about uh, when the Israelites were in the desert, how God provided for them? Right. As a matter of fact, um, while they were in the desert, there's there's some very interesting things that happened. If you if you if you look at the sequence of events, um, when they when they leave Egypt, um, it's a three day journey. That's significant there because it represents the Trinity. And then they pass through the waters of the Red Sea, which signifies baptism. And then they go into the desert for forty years, which signifies a lifetime. And they're fed in the desert by the manna from heaven. The manna from heaven um, is is a a, 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 a pre a, a forecast really of of the Eucharist, and so the manna each day they would they would wake up and and the dew uh, would would dissipate and and the and the manna was present there for them to eat. So it's a lifetime 
of the manna, the bread from heaven that was given by God that allowed them uh, to survive. Now, we, we, of course, we come forward, as I say, there's, there's the waters of baptism and a lifetime of the Eucharist. And, of course, Jesus refers to himself as, I am the bread come down from heaven. So there's a, there's a deep significance between exactly um, not only what the Israelites experienced during the Passover, but then there, that 40 years in the desert where they were fed uh, with manna from heaven. And, of course, if you take that foundation, that blueprint, and, and then it's supernaturally transformed into the Mass, you see Jesus as the bread from heaven, and, of course, that's, what, that's who we receive in the Holy Eucharist. So it's a perfect mapping, a perfect parallel. You know, um, years ago I learned something uh, in one of the Bible studies I was in, that the word manna, and if you read in the Scripture, when they saw that, that hoar frost on the ground and they looked all those flakes, and they said, what is it? And that's what the word manna means. Now, we think it means bread because that's the way we look at it today. But they actually the word meant, what is it? Because they didn't know. Mm. And then Moses yeah. explained to them that it was what God provided. And the interesting thing is, I mean, they did get the quail at night as well. But mm-hmm. in the morning when they that hoarfrost and the dew came onto the ground for them it was their total provision they could do anything with it they could bake it or fry it or uh, boil it or eat it as it was it was their total provision nutritionally and who is our total provision not only nutritionally but most of all spiritually but our dear lord in the eucharist yes and in in the uh, eucharistic prayer number two it even makes reference up to the dew, right? Yeah. So it, it like he, the, um, the, the priest yeah. asked the Holy Spirit to send, like the dewfall, yes. it says. Yeah, I love it's, that. It's, yeah. it's a perfect mapping to to what the uh, Israelites experienced in the desert when the dew dissipated and the manna from heaven was present. It, so the, 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 the parallels are just striking. And, um, and it's, it's the kind of thing that I think it's really important for us to understand and um and and when you see those when you see those parallels uh, it it really should deepen your faith but for the but for the most for most folks um the the thing that i think is missing even more than that is as i say just that concept of justice but now that jesus' sacrifice uh, solves the problem uh, gives us the perfect reparation that we need the the missing piece for us is and this is what's not really understood is is that now we as individuals, we have to now make reparation for our sins, and that's what the Mass is. That's what the Mass is, because at the Mass, the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross is represented to God the Father for our sins. So, you see, you have to be there. We have to make reparation. Justice calls for it. We have to make reparation for our sins, and the sacrifice that Jesus made was made once for all, but at each Mass, that once-for-all sacrifice is represented to God the Father. For whom? For, for us, for the people that are there. And so we need to be there to plug in to this perfect sacrifice. And of course, once we go back, we go back once again to the formula of the Passover. What does that mean? That means you have to be there under that one roof, right? And you have to be there as, mm-hmm. as the offering, is, as the, uh, the, 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 the once-for-all sacrifice is represented. And then to seal everything... You mark yourself with the blood of the Lamb. What Lamb? Jesus. By what? Receiving the flesh of the Lamb. Exactly the way 
that the Israelites had to do it. And, and in, in the Israelites' case, if you were under that roof and you didn't receive the flesh of the lamb, then you were not protected from the angel, from the, from the plague of death that was coming. So That's you see, right. it's the combination. It's the combination of being there under the one roof, present as this, this once-for-all sacrifice is represented to God the Father, and then we receive the flesh of the Lamb. What Lamb? The Lamb that was sacrificed. Well, who is that? That's the, Jesus. You the have Lamb to receive Jesus. So it's a perfect parallel, and that's really the connection. And so if people understood that this was, that the Mass is their reparation, it's, it's, it's reparation for their sins, they would understand that the great benefit that it has for them. God provided this whole thing for us. It's not very hard for us no. to, to show up and be present there. And that's really, that's the key that's missing. And, and if they understood that, and I often say, um, I ask people this question just to simplify it. I say, you know, if you were driving on the highway today and you got a ticket, would you pay for it? And everybody says, well, of course I'm going to pay for it. And I said, well, why would you pay for it? And they said, well, I would pay for it because I know that if I don't pay for it, there's going to be an officer at my door with a warrant for my arrest. And I say, of course, see, you understand that you need to make reparation to the state for the offenses that you commit. And then I ask the next question, how do you make reparation for the offenses that you commit against God? And they don't know quite what to say That's because right. they, haven't heard the, they haven't heard this explanation and made the connection. It's exactly the same logic, right? So we're, this is, this, the Mass is how we make perfect reparation to God the Father for our sins. Just like we would pay that ticket, we need to be there. We need to make reparation. Absolutely. Oh, Michael, I, uh, I'm Ann, and I just wanted to bring up um, a thought that I was having. And when we look at the sacrifices that we've been having, um, you know, prior to Jesus' sacrifice, they were a bloody sacrifice, but when we attend Mass, they are an unbloody sacrifice that is being That's offered. That's correct. Okay. It is a represent, it, it was a, it's a representation of the once-for-all perfect sacrifice that Jesus made. And it's, um, it's really marvelous to behold. And, and even, even the way that it's done comes right out of, um, of the Kingdom of David where they, um, they had a thank offering called the Todah, uh, which was an offering of bread and wine. So not only does the Mass map right into the Passover, but also maps right into the Kingdom of David and the thank offering that they had. And even in, in, the, in, in the Kingdom of David, they had this expression that, um, that the thank offering, that the thank offering that was, that was being made, that when the, when the Savior comes, that he's going to fulfill this whole thing, and it will it will go on for eternity. Remember that that thank offering. That's that's what the mass is. That's what Eucharist right. so means. <laughs> Thanksgiving, yeah. right? Thanksgiving, right? That's what it means. As a matter of fact, if you take right, if you if you take the word um, toda, which was which was the the name that they used for the thank offering, um, the the Greek translation is Eucharistia. That's a thank. The Eucharistia is the toda, which is the thank offering which is the Mass. You see, it's a perfect, it's a seamless uh, dovetail from the Old Testament into the New. The, 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 um, the, the natural foundations of the Old Testament are transformed by Jesus into the supernatural, and that's what we have. It's, it's remarkable to behold, but we need to plug into it, and that's really what the key is uh, that I always tell folks. You need to plug in. This is, this is your reparation. This is how you make reparation. It's so important. Absolutely. Um, 
I, w I just was thinking, um, when you were uh, talking earlier about how you have been teaching the uh, preparation for confirmation, uh, it reminded me I lost my husband four years ago. Uh, he passed away. Uh, but one of the things that he, he did was, um, I don't know what that is. but well, No one knows what that is, Michael. I'm sorry. I have no idea what that is. Uh, anyway, one of the things that he did was, it's very similar to you, he taught confirmation classes for 14 years. But during that time, there was a, a tr we had, he and I had a transformation together, and uh, which helped really enhance his teaching on confirmation. Are you there, Michael? We lost him. Okay, we'll just go quickly to a break and we'll be right back. Hold on. My name is Father Robert McDermott. I'm from St. Rock Church in St. Louis, Missouri. Catholic Radio is important to keep Catholics informed about Catholic events. We know in the mainstream media there's many times that Catholic stories are distorted, and so Catholic Radio is important to present the truth with clarity and fairness. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Welcome back. Uh, we unfortunately, and I apologize, we lost our connection with our wonderful guest, Michael McCormick. Uh, but I, I believe I'm, when... I, I, I'm back now, yeah. I got back on. Thank you. Good to okay. have you back. <laughs> um, Sorry, I had we had there was a power glitch here. I apologize. Oh, that's oh, all right. We that's were all, all right. wondering what that was, Michael. <laughs> we heard this yeah. funny noise. Okay, well that explains it. I didn't know if it was something here. Well, we've got the power of the Holy Spirit too, that's don't it. we? Yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Down but not out. <laughs> Um, but I was I was sharing with you that when you spoke earlier about what you had been doing t uh, teaching the CCD program for confirmation to seventh and eighth graders, uh, I my late husband did the same thing for about fourteen or fifteen years. But during that time, he and I started attending a Bible study, and we were challenged, kind of like you were, by that priest at your dinner table. But it was a little bit different. We were challenged more on our relationship with God and what it really meant, what Christianity was, 
that it really isn't a religion, but it's a relationship. Did we have that relationship? Or were we just, we were thinking ourselves, just obedient, good, devout Catholics. At Mass every Sunday, if not every day, in many cases, uh, at the sacraments, all our lives, our 16 years of Catholic education for each one of us, but yet there was something missing. And it was that realization that we needed that relationship with God. You know how he says in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, and I will hear them, and I will come in and sup with them. And that supper is that beautiful, holy sacrifice of the Mass that we've been discussing today. And this is what he, he comes in. He's a perfect gentleman. There's no handle on his side of the door. We have to open it. That's what we did, and that transformed. That's why I'm here today, and that's why my husband, his confirmation classes were so exciting. So I understand now I'm, all that to lead up. I would like to ask you, how are you using this in the confirmation program uh, in New Jersey? Right. So, so what wound up happening was after that experience of of God clearly prompting me to write it down. Um, I I did write it all down, and then um, I I gave it to my um, CCD director, and she loved it, and she started distributing it to all the teachers, and and then it became part of the confirmation curriculum. Uh, but then sometime a, 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 a few years after that, several years after that. Um, after learning uh, about the connection to the Passover, there was it was another little prompting to add the part about the Passover and then hand it to my pastor, which I did, and that's really what started the whole ball rolling. So it was it was embedded within our confirmation uh, curriculum, but it, it was clear that God had bigger plans for it. So I did exactly that. I added the part about the Passover, the connection to the Passover, and I gave it to my pastor because that's what, that's what I was instructed to do. And and he um, the the following day he 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 called out to me and he said that thing that you wrote he said that's really good you it's need to rich. do something it's with rich it's rich yeah <laughs> right you need to do something with that and and then I because I, I said to him I said father I I wouldn't know how to you know do something with that and I happen to have a friend of mine nearby with an earshot and he said what's he talking about and I said well you know I wrote this thing and I don't know how to do printing and formatting and he said oh my my good friend does that and so some in a very short period of time we went from just having a part of the curriculum to now going on a much bigger scale and and with with the help of um, of my friend's associate we were able to put this into the form of a pamphlet and then it just kind of took off after that there are other programs that were using it uh, the local radio station here in New Jersey found out about it and so we did an interview on on their radio station and then I started getting more and more requests it was then um, um, it was then published on a on the Catholic 365 uh, website, and then I started getting requests from all over the country and even different parts of the world. We started getting orders from from South uh, South Africa and Australia. Oh my goodness! So it really it just took off. It had a life of its own, and um, and, and it does and have the Neil Abstot I mean, too, right? It has the Neil, again? it has the Neil Abstot and the yes yes. So yeah, what ha- so and that's an interesting another part of it because. So the pamphlet was out, and it was being circulated all over the world. But then I was I was contacted by um, a few um, uh, the, uh, a few directors of um, education in different Catholic schools, 
uh, the superintendent of schools in a couple different places uh, were, were asking about it. And um, but it was it was made clear to me that you know we you, you really can't go they can't use it in the schools without an imprimatur and, and right. you know obstet. so so I went back to my pastor and um, and he told me how to submit it uh, to the bishop and uh, within a couple of weeks I, I did get a letter back uh, from the bishop's office that the that the imprimatur was was granted ah beautiful and, um, yeah and I found out later you know too that um, that 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 doesn't happen that easily often you know it's in other words. I, I had I had been given something that that is very difficult to get, and uh, and so it's um, it it really has kind of sealed the whole pamphlet and allowed it to be used in um, in different functions within the church, whether it's um, you know in in the uh, not just the CCD programs but in the schools themselves uh, Michael, or in some um, of the committees. So if I understand you correctly, then there are two ways to obtain this pamphlet. One is on your 365 website. Well, actually, so actually, the, so the website it's it's on the um, it's on the inside of the of the pamphlet, but but we we literally just launched a, a new website uh, called CatholicMadeSimple dot com. Right. So at Catholic CatholicMadeSimple.com is um, is where anybody can go and 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 read the pamphlet. Uh, if they wanted copies, they can order pamphlets. So we were able to uh, to automate this whole process because we got to a point where. You know, it was just too difficult to keep up with all of the ordering. Sure. Um, and, so we they uh, shouldn't so, um, email you then. Is that correct? Do you do you want me to give out your email for this purpose, or we'll just stay actually, with Catholic Simple? Yeah, all they all, all the and that was really the beauty of of the new website that we that we just launched is all anyone has to do is go to CatholicMadeSimple.com, and the pamphlet is displayed there. Uh, to you know, to read the pamphlet, you know, to to contemplate on it, and if and if you wanted to have a hard copy, you can order a hard copy, and so that that was really the um, that was really the impetus for the uh, for the website. So yeah, that's all up and running now, and anyone that wants to see the pamphlet and read it can just go to CatholicMadeSimple.com. Well, this is such a blessing because you know so often we go to church, people go to get when really we should go to give give worship and praise to our god for his wonderful plan for our lives so i just thank you michael for being with us today and glory to god thank you michael michael before we have you sign off we usually have and we do have two minutes left Susie. so that's a bonus we get two more minutes with him how wonderful it's (laughs) wonderful but we do have some prayer requests that we usually cover one of them is his home it's my sister martha who has had stage four breast cancer and we thought that that was kind of holding its own, and she came down with pneumonia, and that was healed. But now I just found out before the show that she has a second pneumonia that she picked up in the hospital. <laughs> so she goes in with the pneumonia, they cure oh, one, and then she has the second one that's much worse than the first. She's in critical conditions. Another one is Dwight that has a bowel obstruction that is in, uh, he's so weakened by all of this, they don't know if he'll make the surgery. Uh, another woman is Val, and she has, um, it was, uh, I think she had had cancer maybe 10 years ago and was fine, and it looked like it's come back in her colon. And Ian, and I, um, do you have any prayer requests, Ian? Any prayer requests we want to add to the list? Um, just my friend Rita. Your friend Rita? Who's uh, do, going through a stem cell right now. Oh, boy. But, yeah. 
And Susie, do you have any prayer requests? Uh, my brother Ray and his wife, who's his caregiver, and um, who's recovering from uh, hip surgery, and also my brother-in-law Dick, who is recovering from a stroke, and, and his we, caregivers. And of course, Michael, we want to pray for your ministry. When we are out in the street, we were just at the Lake County Fair this weekend with the Legion of Mary. I don't know if people know what sin is. You just reading yeah. that this morning, you're talking about reparation for sin. Well, they all hear the word reparation a lot now. <laughs> On the nose, <laughs> yeah, that might be the first true. time they've ever heard it. But just the whole yeah. like, concept of sin, Michael. I and mean, that's what's been missing. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's exactly yes. right. right. So would you offer we, prayer in these last few minutes sure. for all those intentions? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we humbly ask for a special blessing, especially for those who have asked for healing here, and for those listening who are in need of both physical and spiritual healing. You are our Creator, and you know all our needs and our worries. Help us to surrender those needs and worries entirely to you, so that you can take care of everything according to your most holy will. And we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Father and of the and Son, and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much, yeah. Michael. And thank you, Susie. Isn't, doesn't she do a great job as a host, Michael? <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> yeah, she just stepped in. We miss, and of course, we have to pray for the repose of Joan McHugh's soul. Yes. We miss, we miss yes. her terribly, Michael, Absolutely. and you were one of the fruits of their friendship. Yes. Yes. So God bless come you. Come again. Come again. We'd love okay. to have you on. And if you come to Chicago, Liam, we want to have you come into the studio at WSFI 88.5. FM I, I would love Radio. to. God bless you. Thank Here we go. So bye bye. You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Send it to all your friends, and they can send it to their friends. And pretty soon, we're covering the whole world with the good news about EWTN. Wings, the weekly newsletter from EWTN. The gl-